Hey guys, welcome to Layers of Design, a podcast where we'll be sharing stories and experiences from different designers in the design field. My name is Ebehi Jerere, and I'll be your host. So sit back, listen, and enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of Layers of Design. Today, we have a very special guest, Jorge Rodriguez, my very good friend. <laughs> we went to architecture school together, and now he's working at a firm in Miami. So, Jorge, welcome. Tell us a bit about yourself. Hi, everybody. My first thing is I'm very nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Second thing is I'm a uh, designer and illustrator, and I've known Abehi for quite a bit. Mm-hmm. We've been through ups and downs, and... I've seen her grow up. You've seen me this grow is terribly. up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, but yeah, I'm very I'm very happy to be here, Becky. Thank I'm you for glad. having me. Thank you for coming on. So what got you into architecture? Um, that's a really hard question. I think it was more the practice of it. Okay. And uh, its versatility. I never wanted to be an architect. Hmm. I think we should start there. Uh I think I the idea Came to me when I was 17. Okay. And it's really, I didn't know what to do. I just knew that I could draw. And I wanted I wanted to do something that I wasn't bored. I wasn't ever going to be bored with. Okay. And architecture. And apart from that, I wanted to be a professional of some sorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, right? That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think I saw architecture as a thing that, you know, wasn't limited to a single practice okay it wasn't just drawing it was a lot of different things and i thought oh, all right well that'll keep me entertained as a career hmm. and that's that's how it started and then finally when i started i was like this is very difficult but it's great that that's an interesting i guess take on it so who introduced you to architecture or you just stumbled upon it or um i think i would say my friend jenny okay uh, she's a childhood friend and uh we're still friends and uh she actually she helped me with a mural recently and she she kind of told me that she was studying at a magnet school and she was doing industrial design okay so i got a little interested in joining that school but not really but one of the programs was architecture so i thought oh you know that's kind of cool and um at also i think it's important to know that when i was 17 i went to spain and I saw the Sagrada Familia. I didn't Familia. know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like everybody gets surprised when they say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went on a trip to Europe. I visited Italy, southern France, and Spain. Wow. And yeah, I, I saw, you know, the old architecture, the Colosseum and uh, St. Saint Pe- Saint Peter's Basilica. All of that was impressive, but I think what was my favorite was the Sagrada Familia by Gaudí. Of course. And beautiful yeah yeah amazing but me as an ignorant 17 year old who really didn't know anything <laughs> about architecture nor had an interest when i saw it i just it was amazing that somebody could do that and it was amazing that somebody could manipulate light and make it colorful i remember looking up at the ceiling until you know my neck hurt and i was just like wow like that's cool man like look at the colors on it yeah the the details in Sagrada Familia is impressive. I feel you need to go in there to actually experience the space. Like pictures don't do it justice. No, not at all. They really don't. Not at all. And it's impressive now that it's not even finished. And back when I saw it, it w- was not nearly finished. Like I can't they imagine. were still constructing the inside. Oh, wow. 
and it was also cool how they had like an exhibition um about you know the his theory and the process and what mm-hmm. inspired him and all the plans mm-hmm. and um i i saw that and i saw like this upside down model and at the time i didn't even realize that architects made models which ended up being one of my favorite aspects of this profession and it was it was really cool and i think it hit me um more intensely than i knew at the moment Hmm. okay you said you like you you didn't originally think of architecture Right. So how how does he feel now that, you know, you went through the process in school and it hit you hard and now you're out. So how does that feel? Are you still fully invested in the profession? Absolutely. Um, I think I'm invested in it more now, but differently. Um, one thing I know for sure is that when I started architecture and I was only 18, uh, very, you were 17. Yeah. <laughs> Baby. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Definitely not mature enough for this. Definitely. I think this is a profession, um, to put it simply, for for older people. Hmm. And you really don't come t- into your own. You don't really understand everything or you don't know how to learn and absorb everything until you, I guess, reach certain maturity. And so now things that, say, they tried to teach me in the beginning when I was 18, I'm relearning them now and I'm seeing them again. And in a like, different light. Yeah, yeah. It's so much more That's interesting very now. very true. Yeah. That is very true. Yeah, so it, it's one of those things that, and I, I really like this aspect, um, that you never finish going to school for it. You know, you never... You're never done with design school. There's exactly. always something new. I mean, just with the new technology that's com- coming out like every day. Like what, we graduated three, two, three years ago? Mm-hmm. And I feel I'm already lost in touch with all of these new programs. Like, Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's many. like a constant battle. Exactly. And, and, you know, now we're studying for the exams and, I know. you know, I'm reading through everything that, they, again, they tried to teach me back in school. And I'm just, you know, in school, it wasn't nearly as interesting. And now I'm reading it and I'm like, well, reading it through this book is really boring, but it's... You can relate to it more because yeah, we use it more. Exactly. Now it seems so yeah. much more important. And it it's, uh, I mean, back in school, I just, I wanted just to learn how to be a good designer, just how to design the things. Now, you know, you become much more interested in materials and, yeah. you know, sustainability, and you become very critical of this profession and how things are done. And I think that, uh, again, that's part of its learning experience. Um, It sounds like you're fully into the profession <laughs> now. So... You so you go to work and you're studying for your license exams. Do you do anything else on the side in in addition to architecture? Yes. Yeah. You know I do. I know you do, <laughs> but my listeners, I want my listeners to know. <laughs> um, uh, to put it simply, I paint. Okay. On the side oh, and simply you paint. His his work is amazing. Okay. I, okay. I, thank you. Very. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, I I try to make portraits. Um. Mostly it's portraiture and uh, I work mostly with spray paint and and ink and I try to do as many murals as I can. And lately um, I've been a bit more active than than ever. It's kind of hard to juggle it, you know, between mm. my actual career, my my job and kind of I, I like to call it a side hustle mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. that's what it feels like. You know, mm-hmm. the sweat and ty- being tired. It feels like that. And um, it's. I like it. I like it a lot. And I I like how both of them come together and kind of depend on each other. Hmm. 
So would you give up one? Like if you had to, would you give up one? And which one? Never. No? No, no. I'm very bad at compromising. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah. Um. So does architecture like influence your, I guess your more artistic side? I think they influence each other. And I think, How so? um, I think, I think that's happened for a long time. Uh, architecture, in my opinion, and this is a very, you know, subjective thing. Um, art is simpler than architecture. Hmm. You know, to me, art is kind of linear. Okay. Uh, you kind of work on something and at least in my head, I have a picture of what I want to make, what I want to paint and it comes to fruition. And then with architecture, it's two steps forward and always one step back, or rather three steps That's forward so and two true. steps back. And you you kind of think about it in, like a web, you know? Okay. And it's never going to be what you already have in your head. And you can't possibly do what you already have in your head because that hasn't been tested. It hasn't been critiqued. And I think... Art can be like that, but it's much simpler. Like, I, I don't have to think as intensely. I don't have to challenge myself as intensely. And so, as far as art goes, I try to approach it like architecture in that sense. To I make one piece, right? Or I do the sketch, and then mm -hmm. I think to myself, I'm like, how could this be better? How could I change it more? What layers can I add to it? You know, um, what, what will this color do? What would that color do? And very much, I, I, I make my drawings, although they're portraiture, I make them a lot with trace paper, mm. you know, and I think about, you know, the different levels and how I can express this. And so it, it's how you would make a model. It's okay. kind of like how I try to make uh, the the paintings. And I have ripping paper or, you know, using the trace paper, or using different inks, using mm -hmm. different materials for it. And it makes it a, a, that much funner. But I think architecture depends on the art as well. Just its simplicity or, you know, the colors that I use. Because, I mean, you, you guys can't see the work right now, but the, <laughs> you paintings, <should> check it out. <laughs> the paintings are very, very colorful. And I'm a fan of architecture with color, which... Me too. That pop of color. Exactly. Which is a seemingly unpopular opinion. I almost feel like it's getting lost because of this whole modern movement. Mm -hmm. So everyone likes super clean lines and white everything. It's yes. almost really cold. Yeah, especially you know? in the city that we live in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we love cold architecture. We love <laughs> we it. We love cold architecture. With the least opinions that it has, the better. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I call it. I call it uh, developer-friendly, opinionless architecture. Oh, wow. Where... That's, Yeah. Yeah, and uh, some people are going to really dislike that, but I think that it's true. And I think that uh, architecture needs a little more opinion in it. A little more heart, I feel. Exactly, a little more emotion to it. And I think that can be achieved, you know, uh, through materials, through um, light. Th that's all great. Um, but again, it's not so wrong to, you know, actually put color in it, to experiment with, like, what color will do, or to take things to extremes. You get me? Uh, and I think we, in this city, we're missing that. Mm -hmm. And when I do my own work, I kind of like dare to do that. And I, trust me, I, I love a good white wall. Mm -hmm. In fact, I like the interiors of homes to be white, in my personal opinion. But that's because I have colorful paintings. Mm -hmm. And I like, you know, semi-colorful furniture. And I like plants a lot. 
but exteriors of homes personally man i love them wild colors <laughs> like what kind of colors i like pink i like uh mame it's my favorite <laughs> mame is um it's kind of like a reddish orange Ooh. bright color Ooh. when you cut it's a fruit that you cut it in half and oh. it has that deep color all the time and so you you can probably see it in Luis Barragan works okay um and that is true actually yes yeah. yes man he that's the work i love and i really got to shout out mexican architecture cuz they're really like <laughs> they really uh do great things with color and materials and plants like they those are designers with opinions uh-huh so do you think um architecture is a profession that would that requires you to do both like you know to do your art and also architecture like what do you enjoy most from doing this side hustle because it is a lot of work yeah. you know it's a big challenge taking it up with such a tasking profession no, so definitely. do you do it for like leisure or because you have to <laughs> this is gonna be a very uh <laughs> i do it because i get money from it <laughs> let's let's try that so i mean i do like it in a rush most I, side hustles yeah yeah i do it um i'm very cons- i try to be very consistent in it because okay. i do get paid for it okay. um but I also do it because I like it. Hmm. And, you know, it's it's not fun to, you know, spend nights. I, I still feel like I'm in school because hmm. I, I don't like spending nights where I don't sleep or sacrificing my weekends or my outings to do the side hustle. But uh, I never do a job or a commission okay. if I'm not going to like what I'm making. Interesting. Never. So you're very specific with the... Like, with the tasks you take on? I wouldn't say very specific, but I have to know that I'm going to like what I'm doing. I have to know that it's going to be a good job. How would you know? How could you tell? Because something could be super abstract, right? Yeah. And another thing could be, like, a flower or something. But how could you tell? I'm just curious. (laughs) Um, I really try to have a conversation with the client. Okay. Uh, So you get personal. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I really want to know what the client is trying to do. I uh sometimes they have a very you know they have this idea it's like I want this picture let's start like this uh they want a portrait okay of themselves and they tell me I want this picture to be drawn and in the picture they're you know them looking straight at the camera big wide smile and it's just <laughs> it's pasty <laughs> <laughs> it's pasty and I'm just like that's not you all the time like. You know, the few times that I've met you, you're a little bit sarcastic, maybe. Uh-huh. You know, it's to say an example, but it's a very unrealistic picture. I won't do that. I tell her, pick so many pictures that you like. You know, things where you're kind of natural, a little caught off guard. Mm. Let's start there. Or maybe somebody wants me to do something a little more architectural, a little mm-hmm. more abstract, right? Uh, they'll, I'll ask them to send me reference images of what they like. Okay. And then I tell them, I'm going to do a sketch, a few sketches. I'm going to show you, you know, what they are. You can disagree with it. You can like it or not. Or you can tell me what you do like about it. And we'll go from there. So in a way, it's kind of like I I have to meet in the middle, you know. But I have to meet in the middle in a way that I can get there and that they can get there. And if it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. Yeah. But I, I, I don't like to define my work based on what other people want um more of like what we can achieve together um 
but again it's it's a personal thing because i want to know like what do you want what do you like like what are your colors like what are you thinking about you know like animals some people want animals mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they want to paint their dogs and i tell them tell me something about your dog oh wow what what do you and i've done this a lot and uh you know this because you have we have a mutual friend that yeah, yeah. they wanted their two dogs painted and I wanted just pictures of those dogs. And when I drew those dogs, you know, I looked at the pictures and I thought about how they were described, oh. you know, their person personal traits. Uh-huh. And um, they were like, they were kind of like funny um, lay on the bed type of cozy <laughs> dogs. And I'm here like, okay, let me make sure that these dogs are portrayed that way. Uh-huh. Just like funny, look at you, pet me kind yeah. of like animals. Not just, you know, they're there sitting in the yard. So... I you gotta have a bit of soul in the things that you do. So everything you do ha- has to have some soul. I yeah. like that. You know, I'm really excited to see how you would mix like architecture and your and your art together. I'm still trying to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> but is it getting easier or harder? Or it's getting easier actually. Hmm. It's it's getting a little easier. And um, why why do you think it is? I think it's the maturity. Okay. I think it's um kind of still growing and learning what i can do or how how far i can push things um and i've I've been meaning to get into it for a long time but it's really hard to figure it out you know because i've i have a particular style Mm -hmm. in art yes you do and funny enough that style is inspired by architecture i didn't start painting like how i do until i started until like the middle of architecture school and it was really how i would naturally draw things started drawing people how i would draw architecture and it resulted in like kind of abstract lines and still identified them like hey that's what that person looks like like they have all these crazy lines on their face but that looks like the person and then when i would start sketching architecture and building my models it would be like these wavy models uh kind of messy kind of you know just abstract that and, is true yeah, your models are very abstract yeah and some for some you know reason people liked it teachers liked it and they were like i was like oh thank god and it started growing from there Mm -hmm. but i didn't i couldn't figure it out and i think that's that happens to a lot of people and i think that happens in architecture and i think it does happen in art too people don't exactly know or they can't figure out how they got there Mm -hmm. and i think i'm a little close to that but for example in the last mural uh one of the last murals that i did it was very abstract, was it? very architectural. It was actually uh, near here, mm-hmm. uh, inside of an architect's office. So an architect oh. hired me to do a mural inside of their office. That's exciting. Oh, I was, it was so much fun. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm. Um, he's a great architect, and mm-hmm. uh, he. It's a small office, and he wanted something that was abstract. Okay. Very much with my style. He told me that I want you to do your style. But I want geometric shapes and I want it to be colorful. And, you know, the inside of his office, it's kind of small. It was on the long side. It had got a lot of light. Okay. And the wall would be facing the entire office. Because mm. basically if you're sitting there, that's what you're looking at. It was a big kind of open plan. No partitions inside. We went through a series of sketches. We did a lot of sketches of what he wanted. Things that were geometric. Some things were like... um amoebic some things were very triangular i tried to do something off of snake skin and it didn't work out and then um getting advice from daniel rodriguez our Mm -hmm, friend mm -hmm. uh and trying to do kind of like these waves you know along the wall okay 
I asked him, like, what do you think about this? And he saw the sketch of, like, these waves that were kind of horizontal, but they were kind of interrupted. He told me, all right, so, you know, try moving them like this, try doing this. And I'm like, hey, I like that. And so we built off of that. Okay. Kind of like waves that had interruptions, kind of like nodes in between them that would cause the waves. And this is very hard to imagine. Yeah, <laughs> probably. yeah. <laughs> but uh, to make a long story short, we ended up doing a very colorful, uh, different shades of black and blues and purples and light blues with some beams of like red and yellow and orange going through it. Damn. And it was really, I hadn't done something like that in a very long time. And it was, it was a blast to do it. It took a long time to do it because mm-hmm. everything had to be clean and, pre- and precise. But uh, I had a lot of fun doing it. And I want to do more of that. Of of that particular style or? Yes. Yes. But that particular communication, I want to call it. Mm, okay. It, because it was very communicative of Your what, client. Y- yes. Okay. Yes, of how I could work with the client, but also how it was an artistic piece with a lot of architectural moments. It had nothing to do mm. with already a subject matter Hmm. or already a figure in it it was purely kind of like lines and planes and gridded but in a totally interrupted way that's what i'm saying uh, the practice of architecture Mm -hmm. or the practice of making these things is really what what i fell in love with being able to make these things not actually the outcome exactly not actually the outcome yeah I, i i get i kind of get that it's like we all get a high from like the process, yeah. really. I mean, because the process is so long. <laughs> so oh my like, god, it's agonizing. Just from the <laughs> initial design to the final, like construction and CAs and all of that, it's long. Yeah, once you get, actually get a real job and you realize all the crap you got to go through, <laughs> it's kind of like, man, this sucks. This sucks. <laughs> Would you say that art has made you a better designer? Yeah. Yeah. How so? Most definitely. This is going to be a hard question to answer. Okay. <laughs> Take your time. Because <laughs> it's quick to answer, but it's hard to explain. Um, It's like, it's kind of like being able to see individually with both eyes. Hmm. So one eye mm-hmm. will see things very practically, very logically, and very, you know, will want an explanation for everything. And then the other eye, it will do things very instinctually. But it, it's kind of with art, I know how to make a beauty. I know how to practice beauty. I know how to make something that for some reason people, you know, they feel tied to it. They seem to really like it and kind of feel warmed by it. I, I, I had a teacher who told me in a very loose sense that I would fail at this. At architecture or <laughs> not at architecture. your art? No, not at architecture. I think the I was trying to do a project and I said, no, I want people to feel happy in my space. And he told me, if your goal is to make people happy, you will fail. That's interesting because I feel architecture should make people feel happy, like feel better. You You don't want to create a space that scares people, right? Better. Okay. So I think you are supposed to feel something. Agreed. And it can be something very subtle, like comfort, like Mm -hmm. warmth. Mm -hmm. And that's what I want when I paint something. It's not just to look at and feel beauty. I want them to feel, feel and wonder and want. To wonder is a very, it's a very human instinct. It's probably one of our first ones to like mm-hmm. look at something or to touch something, to hear something and wonder. So I want people to get that from what I paint. And at the same time, 
And this is where they kind of merge. I look at architecture. I look at all, you know, all that mess that we deal with, like all the construction and uh, the rules and the zoning and the building codes and all the things that make it very mechanical. Mm-hmm. And if you do something based on only that, there's no room to wonder. You just end up making a thing. But when you kind of merge that with where you can achieve an art, mm-hmm. you you do put that wonder in it. And it's kind of like, how how far can I push this thing that follows all these rules and stretch it and twist it and move it until the people that experience it, they actually get to feel something. And it's really that. It's kind of mixing up all this thing that's supposed to be so structured until, you know, you forget that it's a building. Hmm. And then it becomes a home. It becomes, it could be an office building. You forget that it's an office building. It's that it's a place where, you know, you practice what you like, what you work for. And I think that's really important. I think it makes people, you know, it's very elemental like that. I like your descriptions and your, like, I like your thought process with the combination of architecture and art. Like, I've never thought that way. Would you encourage someone or like a designer to express their ideas through art? Absolutely. I think that's where you should start. Mm Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong. I think architecture becomes architecture when it's built. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think... If not, it's really just an idea. Exactly. You know, it's a great it's idea. A design, yeah. And it, it's useful. I'm not saying that it's not useful because ideas can really captivate. If not you, if they don't inspire you, they inspire somebody else mm-hmm. to actually make what's built. I would encourage that if you have that instinct to paint it, to really... Make it in your own way. Express it in another way. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and do that and start that way. And if later you want to, you say, okay, so this idea, it's not a building yet, but I want to make it a building, then maintain its identity mm-hmm. as much as you possibly can while imposing, you know, what what building in today's world is, which is full of rules, which is full of codes, which is full of... Yeah, especially in Miami. Yeah, all that, cra- all that oh crappy stuff. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to like design something out of the norm with all of the restrictions we have. Yeah, and it sucks because we live in a beautiful place. We do. I mean, this is, this is a place where everybody wants to be. Yeah. You know, it's colorful. Real. It's <laughs> sunny all the time, even when it's raining. We really live in a beautiful place and I don't think that we're taking advantage of it. And um I think that there are restrictions like I I can't think of a park that's really in the middle of the city. I that I kind of in the future I would love to design a, a nice park with ample space in the middle of the city where people can just go and breathe, you know, shaded. Because if Shaded. you've ever been to Miami, you know that you're either burning or you're either wet. Um, but <laughs> there's if, no in between. There's none. You, there's there's none all year long. You got like that one month, that yeah. one crazy month in the year where it's a little breezy, and you're like, "What is this?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I would really like to do that. I'd really like to do a nice urban park. Huh. You know, that people can go and people can go at all hours, you know, whether it's three in the afternoon or two in the morning, you know, a place without restrictions. And somebody will tell me, no, what about crime? What about homeless people? Yeah. What about crime? And Crime? I don't think that the place induces crime. I think I think it's one of those things like eyes on the street. It's a Jane Jacobs thing. Okay. And if you've ever uh, read or dabbled through um the life and death, the life and death of great American cities. Mm hmm. Uh, you'd see that there is a lot of truth and a lot of safety in the vigilance of the residents in a place. 
And it's an old method. It's very old that if people live there, if there is activity around a certain area, Mm -hmm. there's, you know, people at home who will peek out their window and who will keep eyes on the street. If That's true. In Miami, we have a thing where, you know, police officers, they're only in their cars. So they look like these big monstrous things that are there to give you a ticket. I mean, apart from that, we're like in high rises, always indoors, like no one's really yeah. looking outside. But that's because there's <laughs> nothing to do outside. Yeah, Again, it's conditions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you got to make places accessible for people. You're going to make, for example, uh, I went to Mexico City a few years ago mm-hmm. and Mexico City is full of plazas, full of plazas and parks in all parts of the city. And there was this one area where, and every every plaza has a name for it. And I wish I could tell, tell it to you right now. but it's one large plaza. It was like 10 o'clock at night. People everywhere of all ages, old people, young people, just walking through it. Uh, on the corners wow. of it, there were like little food stands, right? And surrounded by it, there were restaurants, there were hotels, there were some residences, different programs around it. And I asked, I'm like, how long? Uh, until when is this open? Like, there's, I mean, there's no gates, there's no nothing. You yeah. Know? There were a few cops in the corners or whatever, and everybody was okay. Nobody was complaining. And people are going to have controversial ideas about what Mexico City is. Like, I lived in Mexico as a kid. Like, I know what it is, but nobody was getting assaulted there. Yeah. If there was a homeless person on the on a bench, mm-hmm. well, tell you what, there's another bench about ten feet away, and there was a couple, you know, holding hands and talking right there. Then bother anybody. It's a community. Exactly. They it's embrace each other. Exactly. Yeah, Things are gonna beautiful. happen. You you can't make people good, but you can inspire goodness. Agreed. Even and, through design and architecture, it's powerful. Exactly. Exactly. It can be a contributing factor. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think when we have these minds that architecture is just supposed to make you money or give you a place to work and live, that's where the problem comes in. Yeah. You know, it's not. It's not that. I mean, I guess everyone sees it differently. But, you know, I firmly believe that architecture is should be so much more than just making money. Yeah. You know? And it's funny we say that because not even, you know, the profession itself, we're sort of undervalued, like our skills. You're very busy with between architecture and your art. What do you do in your free time if you have free time? All right. So I do have... I do like to keep a f- couple paintings okay, or a couple commissions in secret. Hmm. So I work on that. During your free time? In my free time, as I'm watching TV, because if you know me, you know I love TV. <laughs> <laughs> if I, um, I'll be watching TV, I'll be watching something that I like, and there'll be a painting there. Like I have a painting at home right now that's not finished. And I'll work on that slowly but surely. It'll be something that eventually will be revealed, but I'll do that. And it's more of a practice for myself. Okay. You know, how how much better I can get. Apart from that, I really like the beach. Huh, I didn't know that. I really love the beach. I don't go because I'm that busy, but I really <laughs> Oh, love. you see? I really like to spend time outside. Actually, I've been trying to plan a sandlot baseball game with my friends for a very long time, <laughs> but uh, it hasn't happened. I'm a bit of a homebody, but at the same time, I really like enjoy... Like outdoors. Yeah, exactly. So it's simple things. Uh, I think, I, I kind of think about this sometimes, you know, during architecture school, like we work so hard mm-hmm. as architecture students do mm-hmm. and very many design students do. I know industrial design students, they exhaust themselves and we 
work so hard during school and for so long that we don't really get to enjoy that young moment in Mm -hmm. our lives like we do sometimes but not i feel like not as much as other people agreed so i now you know when we graduated like i don't know about you but i went out a lot (laughs) i did it got wild and then after like a year or two i Uh was like 25 is really kicking in okay 25 (laughs) you're so young exactly exactly though exactly so that's still young if any if it was anybody else they would have you know they'd be like i got juice until i'm like 30 35 and i'm over here like i don't got juice man <laughs> like, <laughs> like i'm i'm now trying to become an you know an architect uh i'm so i st- still have this art thing on the side uh-huh. and i still got to live i can't be broke and so i don't got juice to like go out and all that interest <laughs> like i feel it in a deep young part of my heart that i want to go out and party and then everything else is just like you're not that guy anymore yeah your time is done well thank you so much jorge for coming on but before you go can you tell me a space that you're currently obsessed with or that currently like sparks your interest i think a lot about a particular house okay does that count yeah it's a space (laughs) (laughs) i think a lot of a particular house here in miami um it's called the brill heart house the brill heart house yes okay and it's it's really everything i've ever wanted interesting i'm gonna check it out now it's it's a big lot but it's a small house and it's really uh it's very close to downtown really surrounded by lots of plants and it's made out of uh reclaimed wood this is in miami that is in miami yeah She's looking at it. Where? It's, I want to call it Little, it's in Little River. It's in Little, it's along the river. And I need to go see this house. It's freaking awesome. I love it. Yeah, it's really awesome. And okay, so let me, can, can I paint a visual picture over here? Of course. All right. Imagine that you're in a regular neighborhood in Miami and then you pull up to a deep lot just grass and at the end of it there's just trees and there's like this glowing wooden uh one-story house and it's got louvers all through the front but some of them are open kind of like folded open and it's stepped up so you gotta step up through you know you walk in and you got plants all over you, monstras, p- palm trees, all that stuff. And then you walk in, it's just one big open plan, except for a core and two bedrooms. And it's all nicely wooden, the inside clean, oh, beigey white ceiling, beigey white floor. I think I got to look at the picture again. Yeah. This it's it's a beautiful house. It's amazing. You guys need to check oh, here this we go. Now I gotta... out. It's 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 called Brillhart House, and it's by Brillhart Architecture. Amazing architects, and the house really is the epitome wow. of what you know. Kind of, it, it's based on the dog trot. Oh, uh huh. Which is a a type of vern- American vernacular architecture, uh, very common throughout the South, and it's. It's very sustainable. It protects against the sun. It allows breezes to go through. It's really something to uh, Google and look into. 
Um, I'm just going to drive and see if I can see. Check it out. You know, can you believe I haven't done that? We should. I, I don't want to be creepy like that. Um, but I'm going to be creepy like that. You okay. don't get to design a house that beautiful and not expect creepers. I really hope the, <laughs> I really hope those are and I met them. They're super nice. It's a couple. Really? Yeah, it's a it's oh a my couple. Gosh. Um they're they're architects here in Miami. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Brillhard Architecture. Yeah, yeah, and they're really nice and they they built that house for themselves and I'm telling you like that's that's wow. really a dream. Like I showed my boss and I'm like check out this house and he's like this is so clean. And at my job we build as I like to call them big houses. Uh-huh. And big modern houses, they're very beautiful, but this house is very different and it's very small. And I like that. Yeah. I love I it like when that. they're immersed in plants and they're small. The and simplicity. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having me. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. And thank you, Jorge, for coming in and sharing your experience with architecture and art with us and I hope to catch you guys next time. Bye.